0: We're gonna be reading in. Let's see here. Love. Oh, uh, we're gonna uh, Luke chapter six. I thought we were reading the book of love. The book of Luke, <laughs> <laughs> chapter Luke six, article. verse twenty-seven to forty-nine. And I think I've already read through this, but I just want to kind of go into more detail here. So, you know, we've been talking about how resentfulness is basically a harboring, um, you know, offense against someone else. You know, it's not forgiving people. Uh, that it's really a lack of love. And that the only way you can love is if you've seen it done. And so, <clears throat> you know, this is why... This is why parenting is supposed to take 20 years. You know what I'm saying? It's why if you're supposed to go through a season in your life where you just learn love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people get that stolen away. So, um, <laughs> you know, you got to try harder. You know what I mean? To, to, to find. So everybody starts looking for love. Um, and a lot of times, you know, they're looking for love in the wrong place. A lot of times, people who were sexually abused may actually do the same thing to their children. Okay, now it doesn't happen every time, but definitely sex gets corrupted, you know. So if, and, and, and when you talk about that, um, like sexual abuse, you're talking about um, corrupt affection, you know, which would be, I saw all your Greek words up here earlier. There's your eros, which is your, your <laughs> intimate love. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> you know, love, okay, so agape love, that's your Greek w- word for, um, whoops, agape, agape. Agape. love, agape love. <laughs> Go ahead,
1: put your hip-belly hat on. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> no, agape love, that's your unconditional love. This is the one we've been talking about. God's love. This whole time. And the reason why is because none of these other loves can really be perfected without this one. Correct. Okay. This is your foundational love, okay? <coughs> and so, that's what we've been talking about, you know. If you don't have this, then all the other ones get twisted, corrupt. They get twisted, twisted okay? So, for instance, if you don't have the adape love, and you don't understand the boundaries of these other loves, you got your storge love, uh, which is your family love, mm-hmm. you have your filet Phileo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: play, play. Will you fly somebody?
0: Yes. It's your brotherly love, and y'all called it friendship earlier. Uh-huh. Fileo loves what you have. It's uh, <coughs> whenever you're, when you go in your in in the military, and you're fighting a battle. Yeah, and you've got some common goal together. This is actually the strongest bond of love. Um, this is agape love, so it's kind of in a category of its own. So you got storge, you got phileo, and then you have eros, which is intimacy, passion, and it's actually sexual love. Yeah, it's sexual. It's really sexual. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> if you understood that love has context, these, especially <laughs> these love loves, have uh, context, you know, you would understand that. Um, love is okay with my daughter, father and daughter. Mm-hmm. Huh? In Intimacy, I'm sorry, can barely see it. Intimacy, that's what this word is, even though it doesn't really say it. It says, intimacy. Anyway, intimacy. You want me to spell it right? Yeah. I oh, yeah. Intimacy, I think. Yeah, I just did both an e yeah that's right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um so you're you know, a father and a daughter can have storage love. Right? But the moment you put Eros love in there, it's not good.
1: Oh you see. No.
0: Um, so you can see that this is why it gets so confusing for people because all of these loves are good, they're just not good in the right in, in different places. Right. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Um now Phileo love can pretty much be with anybody you know i can have a phileo love with my wife you know if we are you know in a common bond together this is your covenant and co- and this is just, this one is whenever people you know um start one go this love is so special this one right here man this one this one's almost natural okay it just comes this one's almost natural That's like it well, just comes It's right? like a sexual attraction right so me and my wife, will have Eros love. This is, it just happens. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? There's a, it, there is no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is something about it. God created your body to respond that way. Same thing with this one. <clears throat> um, There's this bond that happens with your children that you can't really explain. It just happens, you know. But <laughs> Phileo love is a lot like Agape love and the fact that it has it's something you have to be you have to work at. It's exactly. something that you have to Okay. Uh this which is, is what we're going through. Which all four of y'all all five six of us are going through. But y'all yeah. are gonna experience it even, maybe even more together because you are living, living together, together. Like when it draws us closer. Yeah. When you live in a house that's not completely finished and you're going through the struggle together, it creates a bond. That's Phileo. It's the coolest it's the coolest thing ever. All right. In fact, whenever Jesus was telling um uh, Peter, he says, "Do you love me?" He said phileo mm-hmm. the first time. And he said do and, and so the second time he says, "Do you love me?" the second time. Um, the phileo, mm-hmm. this is the strongest love they could communicate on a human mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And then the last time he says, "Do you agape like me?" Yeah. Which means unconditional no matter what, if I was to backstab you, would you still love me? Mm-hmm. Cuz see backstabbing is is a breaking of this love.
1: Exactly. It's in Luke, you said?
0: That's wrong. Uh It's at the end of uh, John. And it may be at the end of some other Gospels, too, but I do know it's at the end of John. Uh, it's at the end of at least two of them. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that's... Uh, well, well, how, well, why did Jesus say that? Because Peter did backstab him. Hmm. Proverbs 18, 24. The man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Okay, so the comparison here, closer than a brother, infers that a brother is the closest relationship you could have. Okay? And there is. I don't know how to describe it, but I have a brother. And um, all of my life, no matter where we went, no matter what we did, he was always there. My brother was constant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so that's why, I don't know how to describe it, man. That's what you get when, when you spend time with other men and, um, you, you pour into them and you, that phileo love gets, it's, it's, it's a loyalty bond is what it is. You know, phileo love can oftentimes be manipulated too. Oh
1: be. yeah. your brothers can manipulate. <coughs> you
0: and, and the reason why is because I do know they have that bond with you. Yeah. Okay? <coughs> um, and that's why agape is has to be the foundation for it.
1: Yeah,
0: no. agape is God rever- reverential. If you don't always keep God in a certain spot, you know, we do, uh, then 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 this one will get messed up. Okay, we I mean, we learned about Joab the other day, right? All of us were at the Joab one, right? Yeah. I I told James already, and you were not at the Joab one with uh, Peg Joyce. No, I had to go to. Okay, uh, All yeah. right, so Joab was the chief commander. <coughs> Of the armies of David. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah, yeah, I know Joab. No, yeah, I read that. Now, what know. y'all don't know, I don't know if he went, if she went through um everything at the beginning, but let's go over this for a minute. We'll get to this here in a minute. This actually is a resolution to what we're talking about right now, so about, you know, the backstabbing, you know, and stuff like that. So you have Joab. He was one of David's mighty men. Mm-hmm. Okay. And check this out. Here's what happened. I'm glad we're talking about this. This is good. All right, so we're talking about Joab. He's one of the mighty men. He was actually chief of the mighty men. And these mighty men were found. What uh, happened was they're the ones that were on the run from, from Saul. Whenever Dave, when David was on a run from Saul, these men were also found in the cave with him as well. And David basically took these men that were outcasts, that were down and out. They were. He took them and he rallied them up and... And basically became their leader. He just loved on them. And they loved David. And it's because David saw something in them that Saul did not see in them. You see what I'm saying? And or they were just, you know, not faithful to Saul. Who knows? But the point is, when they were down and out, David was there. (laughs) David basically became their king before he ever was king. You see what I'm saying? In their hearts. They made him king. And so these mighty men, they were loyal to David, right? Right. But this loyalty, is that phileo. okay? It's that bond that they that they got with him, okay? And well, <clears throat> the thing about it is, man, you can have that with somebody, but that person doesn't ever necessarily have your heart. So we learned about Joab the other day, how Joab, he didn't. There was sometimes when he did have the heart of David, you know. It seemed like he he said it says in the word that he knew that. David's heart went out to Absalom so he tried to get David to bring Absalom back. Then when Absalom did come back, then he burned Joab's fields I mean one guy he was trying to get him back in, next thing you know uh, Absalom tries to take over the kingdom and David says don't kill my son and who kills him? Joab. Alright. Then there's another guy named Abner uh, that he killed as well. I think he was a some sort of general of some
1: sort. He raped somebody, didn't he, too? Huh? Didn't he rape one of the family members of David or something? No. Uh,
0: that's. Amnon, I think his name is Amnon or whatever, is that yeah. right? He raped Absalom's sister. Okay. Absalom killed Amnon. Okay. Then Absalom went on the run because David was upset because he killed his brother. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Then Joab brings Absalom back. And Absalom wax. burns Joab's fields. Absalom tries to take over the kingdom.
1: And he whacks Absalom.
0: Gone. Yeah. Run, or it gets on the run. Or uh, David runs. Joab comes up here and kills Absalom while he's hanging a tree. He <laughs> takes him <them> out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So here's a problem. <clears throat> Phileo love is amazing. Mm. It's a bond that's strong. It's like a brotherhood, okay? The problem with phileo love is it doesn't... Without God, it's untamable. Mm. Okay? There is... Um, what happens is phileo love can almost be corrupted without agape love. Yeah. Joab found his identity <laughs> in David mm. instead of God. Mm-hmm. Joab loved David so much, he couldn't bear to think of himself not being... Second in command to David, because he loved David. You see, he loved David, but he was more. I just told James yesterday. Joab was more loyal to to being more was not as loyal to David as he was to being in, in a good in good in David's sight. He wanted David's approval. He wanted David's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Just to, to affirmation. He wanted to do the wrong thing and still wanted David to like it. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> he was not loyal to God, which was what if see if he had really been loyal to God, he would have been loyal to David, because David was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. So if Joab had gotten a hold of that, he yeah. would have been a man after God's own heart, and he would have been
1: a man of mercy. If he had been in line with God, he'd have seen what David wanted to in
0: life. <laughs> yeah. If Joab had really loved David more than he loved David's (laughs) approval, then he wouldn't have been offended whenever David put him in second command and third command instead of second. When he put a Massa, over him, Joab would have submitted. You see what I'm saying? But he was so uh, bothered by the fact that David didn't put him in this place anymore. Why? Because he respected David. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's powerful stuff here. This is what causes divisions and stuff all kinds of stuff this is so dangerous (laughs) so David though was a man of mercy Yeah. so he never killed Joab Mm -hmm. until the end of his days and when he when he was dying he was more merciful to his son Solomon than he was to Joab and told Solomon you take care of Joab why? he didn't want Solomon to inherit Joab
1: Mm.
0: David knew this Joab will be loyal to me and me alone He will not be loyal to you, Solomon. So kill him. So kill him.
1: Mm. Isn't
0: that crazy? It's true. It's 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 and 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 we this is why in the bond of uh, it was such a weird phenomenon, but this brotherly love, this Phileo, can almost become like a god thing, you know? So you're saying that if David was not after God's own heart, he wouldn't had told his son to kill Joab. David loved Solomon and didn't want Solomon to have trouble. Good.
1: Well, I'm just saying that, that the same
0: issues that he had. The that's bond. what he said. He, he said uh, Joab has done me wrong, or worse yeah. issues, because huh? he was you know, Lord
1: David. Worse. Just think how he would have done Solomon.
0: Yeah, yeah. David's gone. That means the one who tamed him is done. Is gone yeah. out of the picture. I've had, literally had people come through the house that the only person able to listen to was me. I'm thinking this is dangerous. This guy needs to fear God, not fear me. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You see what I'm saying? And that's the problem, uh, is that um, Joab didn't, I mean, he had some level of fear of God. But again, he, it, was, he, it was like he was looking through David to get to God more than he really God God was really going to God. His God was David. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's so weird to say, but we violate our God all the time. He, he was fed by David. He was. He didn't go to the source. I, I, he
1: bought da- To him, David's the one that brought him out of the gutter, out of the mud. And brought him all the way up with him, so he looked. Now They put David on a pedestal.
0: Yeah. Now, and that's that's a dangerous thing. Yes. Putting men on, t- on on pedestals, especially if they fail you, mm. you know. Or they use you. Yeah. So, this is where agape love comes in because <laughs> agape love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. So even if that guy did use you, or if he accidentally
1: yeah. has used
0: you. You have mercy for him. You see what I'm saying? And that's where agape love, filial love, can real be really dangerous, man. It can it can be um, almost God, uh, it can take the, the place of God in your life, and you end up um, only serving. Uh, you, you end up following this 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 bond that you have, and yeah. that's where your you know gangs get in, get in there. You know what I mean? People, oh, it, it's all there. about loyalty, yeah. and it's all about you don't you don't uh, uh, tattle. You know what I'm saying? Don't what it's snitch. Snitch. Yeah. Uh, and because you don't turn on your own right <clears throat> and the problem with that is that's not God fearing that's mm-hmm. man fearing and so it's dangerous so phileo love is the strongest love out there but it is it can be corrupted without it's a copy.
1: like I said it's a two edged sword
0: yeah same thing with eros love eros is given by God mm-hmm. for sexual pleasures you know between a husband and wife but whenever you take that out of con and it creates a bond. Eros love creates a bond with your wife. You have no, you have n- with no one else. Hmm. Okay? Um, <clears throat> and so you take it out of covenant and it becomes corrupted. mean, you take it out of the gape, out of the godlike love and it can be totally messed up. Now what you're doing is you're going to eros love to get what you want from it instead of what you instead of what you can give your spouse. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You're not pleasing me the way I want to be pleased and now it gets totally twisted it up. Eros love can be twisted again whenever you start putting it into different contexts like with um, relationships you're not supposed to have you know with sex. Alright, does that make sense? And then um, anyway, does it make sense? So every love can be corrupted without the foundation of agape God-based love or without pursuing God 100%. Make sense? Cool. So you're saying that agape love is incorruptible. Yeah. That's
1: What's cool about that.
0: Luke chapter 6 verse 27 But I say to you who hear love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. Alright, so it kind of gives you a little bit of a list here. It says, love your enemies. Mm -hmm. So how do you love your enemies? Well, you have to understand is that hurt people hurt people. So whenever you're dealing with someone who's being mean to you uh, the truth is they don't know any better. You mm-hmm. just have to automatically assume that they don't know any better, because if they know you, I mean, if, look, I'm an awesome person, man. If they just knew me, really, they wouldn't treat me like that, right? If you can see that, see <laughs> so what happens is when somebody starts treating you like that, immediately it starts it starts attacking your identity. Oh man, why are they treating me like that? What did I ever do to them? You didn't do anything to them. They're just doing it. You know what I mean? mean? He's been a rub neck for ever two, so yeah. It's hard. Yeah, so he's just around rough people and been treated rough, yeah. and so it's not an excuse. And the reason why we can make it not an excuse is just by being in the good environment that he needs. You know what I mean? And trust yeah. me, you know I've I've had it many times where I've just started acting kindly towards someone, and what if you never did? This is just say you never did anything wrong, and they're still doing it to you. You know, you can't necessarily go apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So that's why it says right here, do good to those who hate you. Because you might not have done anything wrong, but you can do good to them. i heard all my life, just ignore them. They don't work. And then some people say, you know, retaliate. Well, that don't always work either. No, it's always you not. Know? But if you love them back and actually do good, that works nearly every time. I mean, I'd say 99% of the time, you do good to someone who's not been good to you, it's going to change the whole relationship. Yeah. You know, because they, pe- look, people don't know, people don't get love from anybody, so when you start showing them love, they don't want to get rid of it, they don't want to lose that. You see what I'm saying? You got to think about that. If you start being nice to somebody, they don't want to get rid of a good thing. You know, now sometimes people don't know how to handle it. Yeah. You know, they may still be rude and stuff like that, but the truth is, they're not necessarily trying to drive you away. Either that, or they're trying to drive you away to see if you're real. Yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah, they try to crunch the numbers before they do anything. So you gotta sometimes take a risk. That's what love is. Yeah, try <laughs> to make it yeah. make sense before that. Yeah. Spend too much time making sense When the truth is, you know, God's God's <coughs> thinking is higher thinking. And it's higher thinking than my analytical brain, you know? And that doesn't make sense. Now, once it happens, once I've actually tried it and it works, well, now it makes total sense. I actually speak from experience from turning a bunch of my enemies into my friends. You know, and that's why I know it works. Only because I obeyed. But I didn't know it was going to work when I tried it. It didn't make sense to me. The wisdom was not there. When my friend, when I I say my friend now, but he was my enemy, my arch enemy in high school, when, when he was, you know, I mental images of me just pounding his face in the ground, uh, you know, you know, done that wrong. Yeah, I was, yeah, I had murder in my heart toward this guy, but the Lord told me, uh, I started praying for him. I, I didn't pray for him because God told me to. I started praying for him because I wanted him to change. And then the Lord started teaching me a lot about him, all about, about him and taught me a lot about myself. You change, you How change, old were
1: change, you at change. the time?
0: In your 70s. I was a senior in high school. Oh so I started praying for this guy and the Lord said to me uh I started realizing first of all that I had done wrong too you know that I wasn't blameless when I got that it changed a lot of things I realized I needed to change not just him you know what I mean and so I started changing my heart towards this man so anyway this man I was praying for him and uh and it was more of a God change him, make him, make him different, you know. And then I started learning that I, the Lord started showing me about him somehow, whether I heard from him some, just or by the grapevine or whatever. Man, this guy's mom hates him, you know. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and it hit me hard, man. This guy doesn't know how to love. Mm. It's, all he knows is what he's seen, hate. is hate. And, 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 uh, and someone not <laughs> not caring about him and rejecting him. And when he lashed out in his pain, how did I respond? Anger. Same thing. I gave him exactly what he was always getting. Anger. I didn't help him, I just hurt him. You know? I and mean, this is the reason why it's important for us to see this in other people, where they come from, because it helps you understand that everybody is a victim to a level.
1: Mm, to almost a mother, loving
0: heart. Find out the real issue behind it. Yes. Yeah. So vital. Yes. Because then you can help that person get out of out of their, their issues that they're having in their heart and, and learn to be vulnerable around you. That's right. So that they can discuss it and they can overcome it. That's right. Because if they keep it in, they're never going to overcome it. They're never going to overcome you, it. They just keep blowing up on people and make everybody around them themselves a victim. Right. That's why, you know, uh, here we want to try to with people we want to make sure that's why i tell people every time the the more vulnerable you are here the more you are courageous enough to open up is the more freedom you're going to get it's a building up process. and
1: the more vulnerable you are to people the more vulnerable they'll be to you
0: yes because they'll start to trust you
1: <laughs> if you're not open to them why would they watch should they open to you
0: yeah it's it's almost like you're you're making a deal man like I'll give you this much if you'll give me that much. And that's important. It's important for covenant. It's a cutting away. Uh, That's what covenant is. So, yeah, it's important. When you enter into covenant with somebody. We just talked about... I was talking to Cameron uh, earlier about this. Covenant is when you cut. Okay? It's to cut. It's to make a sacrifice. Okay? So, when people would... Uh, make a covenant with God. They would burn a sacrifice. They would kill an animal. That animal was a part of their prosperity. It was like throwing away two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was a sacrifice. They they couldn't eat it. They get it. Just it was gone. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so covenant. When you enter oh, into yeah. covenant with somebody, it's going to cost you something. Yeah. Okay. So part of covenant is being vulnerable. Oh. Vulnerable. Uh, you? being vulnerable so whenever I open up to you and let my guard down and you open up see I can open up to you and let my guard down all I want and if you never open up guess what I've just practiced vulnerability which is fine but we don't have a relationship No. whenever I open up and you open up then we have relationship and we build a bond we build a bond. So, this is why love is interdependent. It is not dependent. My love toward you does not de- is not dependent on your love towards me. Okay? Love can stand alone on its own. I can love you and not get anything back. However, relationships cannot stand without love that can stand alone. Make sense? Up good relationship will not stand, it cannot remain, without love that cannot stand alone. Okay? So, you have to have love that stands alone. I have to have love that stands alone. When you put those two loves that stand alone together, you have a relationship. Make sense? But so many people, they don't even want to love until they get love back first. And that's whenever their relationships just crumble because they're not willing to take the risk. Make sense? (laughs) So we're going to go over here, uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. -hmm. It says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Okay? If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence (coughs) of you. Uh, by the evidence of two or three witnesses if he refuses to listen to them tell it to the church and if he refuses to listen even to the church let him be to you as a gentile and a tax collector truly I say to you whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven okay so listen uh, there's, this is not the same thing as snitching what's the difference between this and snitching You're
1: being accountable
0: <laughs> this is being accountable yeah. but I went to my offender first when they didn't listen I brought my offender with me to an
1: elder. May I use an example? Yeah. Uh, Back to my wife. I hate to go back there, but when me and my wife would discuss something, it turned into a big blown up argument. We'd always bring in a third party. Mm. Because, you know, I always say there's, there's three truths. There's my side, there's her side, and there's the absolute truth. So we'd sit back and not... Him go over here, or him go over here. We all sit here and talk and discuss it, and you have a mediator that's telling you, "Hey, you know." Yeah. And he loves both of you, and he wants to see you together, so that's he right. brings it together so you can figure it out and yeah. and get an understanding. Because two tempers, two tempers flaring, it's hard to get some understanding. Yeah. But if you got somebody that's level headed, that's keeping the temperatures down. That's right. You can bring the horses together, and you can drink the water together. That
0: mediator has to love both of you. Exactly. And. You know, so many times I've had people want me to do their marriage counseling or something like that. And I'm like, you don't want me to do my, your marriage counseling. You won't like me because I won't take your side. <laughs> and, uh, well, you really need to talk to my husband. No, I probably need to talk to you. You know, yeah. And, and when people are like that, you know, it, w- the thing is, if we keep on going, when we have issues, especially with our spouses or something like that, and we keep going to somebody else who just tickles our ear and just tells us what we want to hear. Yeah, he is a jerk, you know. Then you're just you just invited a divider into your marriage. They're they're gonna split your marriage right open, you know. That's
1: what became our problem is. Well, P started siding with me a little bit more than her. And she got offended because one, it's her blood brother, so she feels like. Oh, that's my brother. Hell. He should be loyal to me more than he should be loyal to you. Right. And that causes strife. So we cut him out the picture, and, and that's when it started going bad.
0: If we could see, now there's marriage between a man and woman. Yeah. Okay, marriage means the union, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm not <laughs> saying holy matrimony between man and woman mm-hmm. when I say this next part, Okay. There is a marriage that happens. uh, You know, companies can marry together. You know what I mean? They can marry. with that means they become one, right? All right. So when you enter into covenant with somebody, there is something that happens where you become one with them. Okay. So that unity that we're talking about, okay, this is important. Whenever, if I can, if you want to see a, you when you have a conflict with a brother, or conflict with a spouse. you always want to go to someone who does not see you as two individual people. You want to go to someone who sees you as one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you don't go to someone who sees you as one, <laughs> they're not going to be thinking about the one. They're going to be thinking about, well, he's right and she's wrong. Or she's right and he's wrong. You know, uh, Someone who, a good mediator, will not see that. A good mediator will see... Truth. We're trying to settle the dispute in yeah. this one being that's made up of two people, but it's one being. And if I'm fighting for the marriage, or I'm fighting for the relationship, or if I'm fighting for the brothers to together, you know what I mean? Then I'll never take sides. I'll just be on the one side of the relationship. I care about peacemaking. I care about there being peace. So if there's a hard issue here, we need to fix it. There's a hard issue over here. Whenever you are partial towards the relationship, you become impartial towards the people, mm-hmm. okay? And you care more. And the same thing with, with, as a husband. When you get married one day, you know you're gonna have to be that as a husband. You're gonna always have to take yourself out of the picture and look at yourselves, okay? Because you're the priest of your home, okay? You're the mediator, to a degree, okay? You're gonna have to be able to not let let emotions run you ragged in your marriage. Listen, you know what the hardest part? I always tell people it is the hardest part is when you start talking to your wife. She's like this. There's this awful man. Oh yeah, honey. Who is he? He's just so mean. He's always this and that and that. He's just a horrible person. Well, what's his name? It's you. <laughs> you know? Mm. And you're like, Dad got him. Like, well, the hardest part in a marriage <coughs> is whenever they have a problem with you, because you as a husband, if if it wasn't about if it wasn't you, you'd be on the def- you would be defending it, right?
1: You'd be there. Yeah. So
0: we what we got to do is we have to constantly take ourselves out of the picture. I have to do that with my wife. Is if we get into it or whatever, I have to remove myself <laughs> out of the picture and look at us both. The gap. And say I'm a peacemaker. The gap. Even wow. now, even though I'm not the third party, I'm gonna pretend I'm a third party yes. so that when she starts attacking me, I don't You're take it personal. I'm not. The I don't take it yeah. personal. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I just all know all she's. Terrible. I know she's having issues, and I'm gonna help her get through it. You see what I'm saying? Um, it also keeps me have a level head. So I don't get emotional about it because it's important. You know, you can get emotional about it. Most definitely. You damn, know, man. um. So anyway, that's just something I've, something I've had to do. You know, especially at the beginning of my marriage. You know, when we were becoming one hey guys thanks for watching be sure to hit that like button share it to your friends and subscribe to our channel for more content every single week also if you haven't yet be sure to visit our website at balm we got a lot of content there a lot of things for you that are absolutely free so be sure to utilize us as much as possible we hope that you have a great day and god bless